You've been listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast. Get ready for the world's greatest Arsenal podcast. Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Enjoy the show. Hello, good evening. Welcome to Guns and Yellow Ribbons. I'm Fergus. I am your host. Uh, yeah, you did hear it right. We've done the exit music before we started with the intro music. I am joined by a newbie to our podcast. I'm joined by my good friend, um, Dan, Daniel. Uh, Dan is normally with me when I'm very, very drunk uh, outside the Tony Adams statue, uh, trying to learn words of songs I should really know. But um, yeah, I don't do very well at that. I'm also joined by Big T. Big T is at the technical issues, let's call it that way, uh, hence the slight delay. Um, and hopefully later on we get joined by uh, Trevor. Trevor has been stuck at work and he's just rang us from uh, so we'll see how we go from there. Uh, Tony, uh, are you with us? I think so, mate. Yeah, I think so. Um, via the mobile phone. So apologies for any crackling or um, any slight delays or hiccups. Um, apologies uh, to those in the uh, in the chat as well. I, I think it's live by satellite from Hoddesdon, isn't that what they say? Not Hoddesdon, mate, Broxbourne. It's a little Broxbourne. bit posher. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, just a touch up. <laughs> just a top. Um, uh, Trules is asking where Trev is. And uh, no, he's still stuck at work at the moment, but he will try and join us afterwards. Um, he's still recovering Daniel, from the two pints he had at West Brom. The two pints, yeah, he dragged them out, didn't he? Two pint Trev, TPT. <laughs> Dan, Daniel, how are you? Very good. Thanks for thanks for having me today. Good to be on that's the first no, time. That's that's no worries. Um, are, are you going to try and teach me a song today, or is that just pointless? Well, as we said, I think we'll stick to one nil to the Arsenal was the first one we need to teach you, and uh, when to sing it, <laughs> which means when it's one nil to the Arsenal. You, you'll actually have to explain that story. So, we what I think what game was that? Was it? I can't remember the game. Obviously, Fergus was, um, as usual, just had his one or two points as well. Um, came down the stairs, I think missed kickoff. Um, thought we'd scored for some reason and started singing 1-0 to the Arsenal. Um, and obviously, it was 0-0 and no one else joined in. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was a good start. I think, was that just directly after you walked down the wrong row, sat at the wrong seat and didn't know where you was? Or was that another time? I think that, that could well, have done, been the same I, time. I, I've, I've done it a few times. I've done it away at somebody's wedding as well. And I sat with some different ladies at a table and uh, had my starter, my main course, my dessert, and then went out to enjoy the evening with my wife. And my wife reminded me that later that evening. That went down well. <laughs> um, <laughs> guys, listen, uh, we're in a jovial mood. Uh, I've just got a ticket for Man City tomorrow, so I'm going to Man City. So it's an early start. Uh, so we'll get this uh, wrapped up within the hour, and uh, we'll um, I'll, I'll get myself off to bed because I, you know, I need to maintain the, these good looks and everything else. But let's look back to the West Brom game. Um, so uh, yeah, the, the West Brom game. Um, Tony, you took your daughter to I think was it her first away game. No, mate, it was a, it was her first game in general. Um, I'd had tickets last year for a couple of times, um, and obviously due to one of them was the weather for the women's game, and then the other three games were all called off because of COVID. So it was her first game. So yeah, for me, it was more than a League Cup tie against West Brom. It was a bit of a special day for me. Um, obviously, the result was great for her. She loved it and wants to go back. Uh, and to top it all off, she made an appearance on the TV as well. So. For me as a dad uh, and as an Arsenal fan, it was a special day Wednesday. It was uh, one that I won't forget. Brilliant, brilliant. Um, and just for uh, Lowski 70, uh, Lowy um, 73, it's not Perry Groves. Honestly, it's not Perry Groves. <laughs> <laughs> That's you, Dan. Um, right, Aubameyang had a hat-trick, helped Arsenal to their first win of the season. Um, yes, uh, I think as myself and yourself have chatted on the phone the other day when I locked myself out of my house there, Tony, um, uh, we have to put it into some sort of perspective. Uh, it was um, uh, a West Brom United not at full strength. It's a championship championship side. Um, West Bromwich United? 
Did I say United? Flipping out. Jesus, there's names, there's football week. teams. I mean, just just stick to clues and names, and yeah, you, you don't have a good one, do you, mate? <laughs> I give up. I'll leave you two talk among <laughs> yourselves, shall I? <laughs> Why don't just just carry on, guys? So, uh, what did you think of the game then, uh, Dan? Um, I think lots of positives from the game. I think it's it's a typical game where, let's be honest, we're not going to get much out of it as as fans. Um, sort of a lose lose situation. Those sort of games, isn't it? Really, you're expected to win. You're expected to win by a big margin. Um, if you win, everyone says, "Well, you know, under twenty one, under twenty three, third tier." Um, sort of third squad from West Brom. Um, but I think from our point of view, we needed goals, we need confidence. Um, Carlin Cup or Carabao Cup is always about bringing through young players. I think the average age of the squad was around 25, something like that, I think they said. A um, few young players in the squad still, obviously probably more established <laughs> first team members now, but still young players. And, you know, like, like we said earlier, it's it's an opportunity to bring young family members to their first games as it as it always was you know whether we have sort of home games cheap 10 pound tickets to bring family and uh get sort of the new generation of fans coming through um i think certainly having the fans singing in the background from home sounded great and from the people that we know was was there enjoyed you know a good atmosphere there um so i think all around a good a good day um abamian's hat trick hopefully will We'll push him back to where he was a couple of years ago. Um, and yeah, in general, you're quite impressed with after after the first 20 minutes, I think the way we played, the way that we um, sort of tick, ticked over with Odegaard in the middle, played the ball around um, and didn't concede a goal, which, yeah, you'd expect to hopefully keep a clean sheet against a, a third, third uh, squad from West Brom, but you've, uh, you've got to only play what's in front of you. That is very true. Tony, um, play what's in front of you. Uh, Nicolas Pepe, um, you would have thought, uh, being such a left-footed player, and I know Kai's in the chat as well, um, that clearing on goal for one of his uh, opportunities, he takes it with his right. Fortunate enough, Aubameyang was there to clear it up and, and score the goal. Uh, can somebody have a word with him, please? Look, mate, let's, let's, it's, it's a chance that he, he probably should bury. Um, and I'd expect him to bury it. He hasn't done his in the post, um, and Aubameyang was there to follow it up. I don't want to dwell on the negatives because at the end of the day, we know what it is. It's against another strength West Brom side. As Dan just alluded to, it's all about a confidence builder, um, you know, getting some goals, uh, obviously bedding in a few of the newer players. Um, I must say, um, I, I've got somebody who I've given a little bit of stick to over recent weeks, recent months, is Aubameyang. Now, I don't care who he was playing. I don't care the goals he scored. Forget about the goals. I see a bit of a different side to Aubameyang Wednesday. And I know people can sit here and say, well, it was only West Brom reserves. I'm not talking about the opposition. I'm talking about his movement and his work rate. That that you can't, doesn't matter who you're playing against, you can be, do it in training. His movement was as good as I've seen in a very, very long while. We didn't supply him as much as what we should have. He was on the last man. He was bending his runs. And when he scored the hat-trick and celebrated, I felt that... Um, there was a little bit of a relief, um, frustration that was coming out. Um, he's had a lot of criticism, um, and rightly so, over recent recent months. I just wonder whether that could be a, a spring ball for him to um, to start notching a few goals. Because if his movement and his attitude and work rate as good as what it was Wednesday, then then, then there's no two ways. He, he can um, obviously get back to where he was, but obviously that's down to him. No one else can do that. Only you know it's up to him. But I was very, very impressed with him um, on and off the ball Wednesday, uh, regardless of the opposition. His movement was top, top notch. Yeah, I have to agree. And I thought that the fact that he um, he didn't really go back past the halfway line. He stayed in the forward uh, part of um, the pitch. Uh, he was on the hunt for goals. Uh, he was there to pick up loose balls. Uh, he was on the last man's shoulder, and that's what he should be doing. He shouldn't be tracking back and trying to defend and so on. That's not that's not that's not in his um, in his armory. What did you make of Lacazette, um, Dan? I mean, I, I still I like Lacazette. I think he's a, a different type of striker to Abamyang. You've, you've got Abamyang that's going to play on the line and try and run in behind 
Um, whereas Lacazette, I think, will link the play a bit better. I think he's not the striker that we need. He's probably not as good as linking the players as, let's say, Jury was or... Um, I think we spoke the other day about like a, a Calvert-Lewin or someone like that that could hold the ball up and certainly not like Lukaku was against us the other day. Um, mm-hmm. But he's something different. And the thing with Lacazette, the only sort of criticism that most people have of him is that he takes too many chances to score a goal. And, you know, the way he took his goal is exactly what we need him to be doing. Um, exactly. As he was, I think, when we first signed him. Um, I think his work rate is always good. He always looks busy. He seems to be a good influence on the younger players. Again, I don't know too much in the background, but that, that's sort of the noise that I've heard when it comes out that he's good with the younger players. From um, from, from what I've heard, uh, Dan, he is well-liked within the, the organisation, within the club and so on. I, I, I was um, messaging somebody I know who gives me some, some stuff and I, I was saying that I don't think he's moving because... I happened to be uh, in a car dealership in in North London, and he had been in there on Monday. I was in there on the Tuesday, and he was eyeing up a new uh, a new car. So one would have thought he's not moving from the club. And when I shared that information with him, he uh, said, "Yeah, he's well liked within within the club." So yeah, I, I I like him. I like his work rate. I like his attitude. Um, what I do struggle with is what you pointed out is the amount of opportunities he needs to take to um, to score a goal. It's uh, it, it, you know he 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 needs probably seven or eight opportunities to score a goal um, and finish one off. Uh, Tony, talk to me about the uh, Oldergaard um, flick and that that interchange between Saka uh, and Oldergaard to to get that goal. Yeah, it's, it's a great. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a great, it's a great team goal. Um, the flick, I think, is um, whether it's meant for Saka or Aubameyang is irrelevant. It's a great, it's a great flick. Um, I like Odegaard. Um, I have raised question marks over us signing him in the summer. Um, he didn't, he didn't originally excite me. He didn't really. I think there was other players out there that I really wanted ahead of Odegaard. But then, since we've signed him, you sit back and you look at it and you think thirty million pound plus a couple of million add-ons, so potentially £34 million total deal. When you look at the other players that was being mentioned and rumoured, you think, well, actually, for, for a player of his age, £30 million, uh, £30 million a pretty decent deal. Um, and again, if he brings, if he brings um, you know, more attacking football, offers us something on and off the pitch, then, then you know, I'll eat my words and, you know, fair play. Um, I still think he, he could potentially be a great player for us, um, but I still say the initial signing wasn't one that excited me, but I think he's got everything in his locker to succeed at Arsenal, um, to, to bring us something different to the team. I think um, mm. he, he's awareness, he's got similar attributes to, to, to former players, and hopefully he helps us um, you know, tick certainly in the, in the final third. Um, overall, I think the performance uh, was outstanding. Uh, yes, uh, as we said earlier, you play what's put on front of you. For me, I took the positives out of it. The positives were we were on our ass. Uh, we'd lost um, and badly lost against Chelsea. Um, we were undone by Brentford. We're going into a game tomorrow against, uh, as Ben Bennett said, at Manchester Albion. Uh, that's only taking the mick out of... Um, uh, my uh, cocking up of uh, various words. But, hey, listen, you wouldn't love this show if I didn't mess it up somewhere along the line. Um, but we're up against uh, Man City uh, tomorrow. Uh, I'm going there with my heart and hoping for a 1-0 to the Arsenal. But in reality, we do know that they've got like you know some excellent players and it's going to be a really tough game. We'll go into that game in a few minutes. Uh, but take the positives. Win, and that win, and a convincing win at that, breeds positivity and breeds winning, uh, a winning mentality. You know, uh, if you go back through the invincible years, uh, there was many a time we just had 1-0 to the Arsenal and so on. Um, Joe Tester in the chat says it was a team performance and we haven't seen that for a while. I totally agree with that, Joe. Um, I looked at the squad and 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 I tried to pick out, not looking negatively, but if if I try to look at um, the players, I couldn't pick a player that had a really bad game. And the, the only one who I thought, it's probably because I've got my blinkers on and I don't particularly like the guy and I don't think he's good enough, uh, was Pepe. But he still had a great game. 
I, th I, I thought he was very, very good. He was very active within the game. And, 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 and I, I can't It's just about keeping things into perspective, isn't it, Ferg? You know, it's about praising people but not going over the top. It's about, you know, taking the positive, like you said, and the confidence booster of the win, mm. but not going overboard. Um, well, I will got to say, just, just to cut you up, mate, I thought Aaron Ramsdale had a solid, solid debut. Um, and the reception he got from the fans, um, I felt that it was a bit of a, a sticking the fans that were there, match going fans. It was a bit of a sticking your fingers up to to the trolls on, on social media, um, as if to say to him, "Look, Ben, um, look at Heron. We're not, we're not. Um, you know, it ain't us that's, that's abusing you online. These keyboard warriors don't don't go to games. They're just idiots behind a keyboard. The real fans will back you and support you, uh, you know, as much as possible." And I thought he got an absolutely fantastic reception. Um, midweek um, both before during and after the game um, so, and that would only breed confidence for a young man like him and also another one mate is that, uh, Nuno Tavares I, I think yes. there's something about that, that man I, I really like him and he's another one who potentially become a bit of a fan's favourite well, to be honest, on, on Tavares, Mike Congalves, Boston Ozel, who started this podcast with me, um, he's um, he's based in, in America, but he's Portuguese origin, and he's a very uh, big Benfica fan. And he messaged me, that you've seen we've paid £8 million for Tavares. He's absolutely pants. He's crap. Um, but to be honest, from what I've seen of how he's played, um, Dan, what have you thought of Tavares? And Lakonga as well, has really impressed me. I like I like Tavares to be honest. I think he's a player that's going to be quite good going forward. I'd like to see him at times in a five as well. I think he would be well suited to be playing wing back as opposed to a fullback. Time will tell how he is defensively when he's pushed back and has to you know sit in a line of four and and be patient and defend properly. Um, will he track a man? Will he you know a ball that comes into the back post? Is he is he going to be in the right position? Certainly, going forward, he looks a great threat. He looks like a, a winger um, that's that's been pushed into fullback at the moment. I think he still early days. You know, I, I remember the early days when we had Kalasanac and, and we was raving about him going forward. Um, you've got to be able to do a job defensively. So we'll see when he gets tested. Certainly, so far, I've not seen anything bad about him. Um, Lakonga looks. Pretty much like the the perfect partner to Partey for me. Um, people saying that he's similar and will be instead of him, but I think I'd like him alongside him. Um, we need players that are not scared to take the ball deep and be able to play on the half turn, go beyond players and start a move off. You know, we, we were blessed with a player like Santi Cazorla. Um, you know, there's no comparison to him. Yeah, in my opinion, but that sort of player that can drift into spaces, take what the ball I, what, what I, forward. What I like about him is he he does the the very basics very very well. He breaks up play and he looks to move the ball forward, and then he can get it onto Odegaard or onto Smithrow or whichever. And then we're on attacking uh, formation rather than his current counterpart, uh, Granite Shaka has a tendency to go sideways or backwards. Um, yeah. Yet, we've all got mixed feelings about Granite Shaka. I'm not going to get that uh, uh, over the top. Uh, but, um, yeah, I, I, I'm looking forward to see a party Lakonga uh, partnership. I think it won't be. I think it's going to be a party Shaka partnership, which doesn't necessarily fill me with uh, joy because I think um, Lakonga will probably be more a squad player. Uh, I'm hoping he's just fighting himself into into a starting position uh, and that um, him and Party can form a good partnership. Uh, we've got a next round. Um, I don't know what the dates for the next round. I didn't look it up. Um, the next round we've got is against... September. Just before the September. Okay. So it's against uh, AFC Wimbledon. You know, how far has that club come, Tony, um, from reforming when they separated from Wimbledon? Uh, you got MK Dons now, which were just greed of foreign owners wanting to refranchise a football team and thinking you could move a football team uh, from its heartland uh, to anywhere in the country and you still have a following. It, it, it picked up a following. It's got a fantastic stadium in, in, in Milton Keynes. Uh, it was uh, built for uh, a World Cup that never happened. Uh, but AFC Wimbledon, uh, formed by the fans, a bit like the Dial Square movement that's uh, going on with with Arsenal, formed by the fa fans, 
and um, went up seven leagues in seven years. And here they are playing a Premier League side in the League Cup round three. It must be, it must be, wow for them. At the Emirates as well, so for them, it's uh, yeah. you know it's an absolutely fantastic tie. Um, the rise that they've had is has been incredible, um, and they've had um, you know former players, as in Wimbledon player legends, um, as part of the committee, as part of the board. Um, you know they've had some fantastic fans that stuck together, that sort of refused to accept that their club had, uh, had sort of died, liquidated, etc. Um, and you've, you've got to take your hat off to them as a club, um, the owners, chairman, the managers, the players, they've all been there. The rise has been incredible. Um, you know, for, from our point of view, it's a great tie as well. As Dan's alluded to, it's another one you can sort of take your kid to you. You know, people that don't go too often, there's a lot of season ticket holders that won't turn up to that game. But it's a chance that for those that don't don't go too often to go. It's not going to break the bank. You're talking five or ten for, for children, 10, 15 quid for adults. Um, it's a great cup. Cup tile round, um, you know. From my point of view, I was hoping for another away day, um, but mm. looking at it from from the sort of magic of the uh, the magic of the, the sort of cup competitions in England, it's um, yeah, it's, it's a great tie, and it's one you'd expect a, a, another one you'd expect us to, to comfortably go through. Um, it would have been it would have sort of been, it, it been fantastic if it was Plough Lane, wouldn't it? Oh, oh mate, brilliant! Um, don't think that's a grand I ever went to when I was younger. Um, uh, they, they they finished Plough Lane was it early early nineties and then from there I was obviously going to Selhurst Park most weeks or most seasons to to watch Wimbledon. Um, Plough Lane would have been great. We would have, I've heard that they they bought the, the they've rebooked the land, haven't they, to 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 build the yes. stadium back on, isn't it? So no, I, I believe to... I believe the stadium is back. Is it? Hmm. I, I may be wrong. I've not obviously looked too much into that into, into that side of things, but um, yeah, it's great for them. And, and like I say, it would have it would have been special to go to a place like Plough Lane. But um, yeah, football moves on. Um, it's going to be at the Emirates, and I think that their fans will create a fantastic atmosphere, and it will certainly be a, an experience for for them and, uh, and and obviously the team. Dan, it will be interesting to see if the tickets are five and ten pound because, like, if you look at the um, the pre-season mind campaign, the tickets were priced much higher, and it wasn't affordable to bring. Like, I, I've always uh, the last Emirates Cup, um, I brought my two nephews, my brother, my son, his partner, my three, uh, no, sorry, two grandkids at that point, and and we had a family day out. There were seven or eight of us there, but you couldn't afford to do that really for the. Um, uh, for for that game, I do hope uh, that they do keep it affordable, and I'd I'd probably go if 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 it's if it's not if it's like thirty quid a ticket or something like that, I won't go. The league cup pricing will be exactly the same as it has been since we've been at the Emirates. Even when we've had semi finals versus Tottenham, it's been a tenner. Uh, you know that, that 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 hasn't changed since we've been at the Emirates, and I can't see it changing. You know, in the future either. I think it has to. To be honest, if um... Let's be honest. You look at the preseason game; definitely wasn't a sellout. I don't think it will be anywhere near a sellout for the cup game, even with cheap tickets at the moment. To be honest, um, I think they won't get numbers in it unless they drop the prices. Yeah, I, I, you know what? I think they could do similar to what was done at the White Hart Lane um, yesterday. Is they close the top tier if needs be and just fill the lower tiers, which they did for the mind one as well. Listen, tomorrow, uh, as Joe uh, says in the chat. Uh, the, the win was important to us uh, on Wednesday. Everybody will be getting up at a ridiculous hour. Now I am as well. I, I think I'm up at five uh, to drive near enough four hours there and four hours back uh, for the football. So, you know, until that fixture, uh, I think we all were thinking, uh, not really looking forward to that. But um, Kevin De Bruyne is expected to be unavailable for the Man City game after he's been left out of the Belgium squad for the uh, World Cup qualifiers. Uh, Foden is out uh, with an ankle injury. Uh, Saka hurt his knee midweek, uh, so I don't know how he will be fixed. But Gabriel has returned to training, so he might get a run out. Uh, ben White and uh, is available um, because he's no longer given positive COVID tests. And obviously, Renarison will be available for the bench if needs be. Um, Tony, thoughts, expectations for that game? No Cristiano Ronaldo at uh, the Etihad Stadium. <laughs> what a joke. Uh, 
look, no disrespect, Wednesday's Wednesday's game and performance and result has an altered altered my thinking um, for Saturday. Unfortunately, I still expect us to get turned over um, the way we we set up and, and the players. Uh, make no make uh, make no mistake though. If Arsenal really turned up and put in a performance, you know, it wouldn't be a huge shock if we won because on our day we have done this over recent years, you know, pulled off the unexpected. But all, all I want us to do tomorrow, mate, is just turn up, give 100%, put a bit of pride in the shirt. If you are going to lose, there's a way of losing. Um, you know, don't don't crumble if you go 1-0 down. Um, don't embarrass yourself anymore, put in a performance. A performance that that would tell you whether you want to be at the club and and also whether you want to, you know, whether you're behind the the manager. Um, we need players now that, are, you know, the, you're going to need to be stuck in the trenches with and go, and go to war and fight for the club. Um, we're in a position where we ain't going to get relegated. I don't care what anybody says. People in the WhatsApp group, we're not going to get relegated. But equally, we don't want to be finishing eight or nine for this season again. You know, we need to start making improvements, and it's about time we sort of stood up and and we're counting for. Um, that's manager players and the staff as well. Uh, we've just got to turn up at a performance in and, and hopefully nick a result. If we nick a result, that could really uh, you know, start our season. And Dan, um, Gabriel apparently got 45 minutes against Spurs in a, in a pre-season, like a behind closed doors under 23 game uh, today. Would you start him? And uh, if so, or, or what, would, what would you line up? Who would you put in goal and who's your back for? Um, no, I wouldn't start him yet. I think he needs a bit more game time. Um, I also think it's not necessarily the type of game where we are desperate to have him in the side. I think if, if you were playing a higher line against a more aggressive forward, it, it, we've shown that we need someone like that in the squad. Um, Pablo Mari, for me, very poor against Lukaku. But actually, I think where he does excel is where we're a bit deeper and we close up shop a little more. And I think that's how we're going to play against City. Um, I wouldn't go over four, I'd go over five. Um, I think as we showed against Chelsea, we got stretched. Their formation just stretched us and we were all over the place defensively. City, as much as they're not going to play a five like Chelsea did, they will stretch us. Guardiola always plays his you know, his wide men high and wide, stretch the pitch. Um, and then they've got lots of creative players in the middle that, that will just move the ball around. We haven't really opened up against City much in the last few games. Um, hence why we haven't scored many against them. I think we've only scored maybe one of the last however many games. Um, most of them tend to be to nil against City. Um, I don't expect us to open up. If you open up against City, they will destroy us, let's be honest. Um, we, we try and go toe-to-toe to -to -toe with them. Um, but at the same point, I don't think they will completely sort of take us apart. I expect it to be a close game um, because of how we'll, we'll approach the game. Um, I think if Ben White's available, I think I'd put him into the team. I think him holding Mari as a three and then um, probably go with Tierney and then depending on Bellerin, I don't know what's going on with Bellerin at the moment. I think he's... Would you put Tavares out there? If Ben White's not available and we move Tierney inside, yes. Um, I'd still like to have Tierney wide when available. I think he's still the first choice fullback. Um, and we know he can defend. I think Tavares, as I said, question marks yet at the moment whether he, he can defend when he's pushed back, which he will be against City. Um, if Ben White's not available, I'd certainly put Tierney in the three and then pay Tavares wide. Um, don't like the thought of him at right back. I do like natural players in their natural positions, right footed on the right, left on the left. Um, although, let's be honest, Cedric is a squad player Callum Chambers for me has done okay. I, I, he's been there, but he's I not. He's, Chambers in there first. He's not. He's not a. He's not good one on one defensively. So when you've got someone, let's say they put a Sterling up against him or a Mares that switches sides, they'll eat him up all day long for me. Um, so I think if Bellerin is fit, I would play him. I'm sort of hesitating because I think everybody knows what what Bellerin's like. He's, yeah, he's, uh, we, need, we need an improvement in that area, but I think he's still the best of a bad bunch. Okay. Um, uh, some people in the chat said, don't play uh, Ramsdale, Tony. 
Um, Bird Leno is making his 100th Premier League appearance for Arsenal. He's kept 24 clean sheets in his previous 99 games. The five other Arsenal keepers to make a century of appearances in all competitions had kept 38 clean sheets by that milestone. Um, would who, who would you put in goal and then move up to the midfield for me, please? Uh, I, I'd, I would play. I'd play Leno um, tomorrow. Um, I thought Ramsdale had a good game Wednesday. He looked confident, um, but he's still he's still new into the team. I'd stick with Leno. Um, look, Leno's got a few faults and flaws. I don't think he's as bad as some people make out. Um, he's certainly not the greatest with his feet, but. Um, yeah, I would start with Leno still um, tomorrow, and pretty much what Dan just said, I would have five at the back. I would go with um, very similar to what Dan. I'd have Bellerin or Chambers at sort of right wing back, and then I would play holding Tierney in the mid um, in the three, and it would be either White or Mari, um, and I'd actually have Tavares as sort of left wing back purely because I think Tierney actually defensively is quite smart in in, in that three. Um, Midfield picks itself at the moment, uh, Lukonga and Shaka, um, regardless of what people say, they're, they're the best we've got available at the moment. Um, again, I think we need a little bit of upgrade in that midfield position. Um, and then I would actually have a free up top, I'd, I'd just go Saka, Aubameyang, Pepe. Um, I'd actually, I wouldn't start with Odegaard or Smith Rowe tomorrow. I just think that with the City and the pressing, they potentially could be lost and picked off quite easily. Yeah, um, do, do, you, do you put ESR in that lineup as well? No, I just no. I think um, stick Saka, Bamiang, Pepe up top, Shaka and Lukonga in, in the sort of middle. Um, have your five at the back and have sort of Odegaard, Smithrow, etc. to come on because I think that I say I think in the first half we know what City can do pressing wise. We know what they can do passing wise. I just don't want them to get lost. Um, look, whether it's the, whether it be the right choice or not. You know, I'm not paid to make those decisions. Um, mine's just an opinion, but based on previous games and the way we've set up against City, I think we need uh, we need to be as tight and as resolute as possible for as long as possible. Because if they score early, Dan, then, then then you might as well shut up. No, I agree, I agree. Uh, Dan, I, I mentioned I'm not a fan of Pepe, but Pepe has scored five goals in the Premier League, including uh, uh, in each of his last three. Would he get a look in for you? I think he's improved. I think the last six last six months, he's certainly chipping in with more goals as we expect. He looks less afraid to use his right foot, which I think has always been a criticism of him that he always tries to go on, onto his left foot. A um, bit more unpredictable for defenders to defend against. There's no doubt the boy's got talent. I think he is a skillful player who can take a guy on. He just needs to do it more um, less hesitant and sometimes just you know commit a defender which back to you know the old days go to the byline commit a defender um i think there's more to come from him i think the price tag definitely is way heavy on him i think there's the adaptions to the league he's obviously not a physical player but i think with mikhail as his coach i think he will develop into a, a very good winger i think if if Mikel's been credited with a lot of the work for Sterling. Um, and Sterling had a lot of flaws and still does. You only got to look at the improvement there. And I think we're seeing a little bit of improvement there with Pepe. Um, the only question mark I always have with him is his work rate. I think I've had that question from day one. Um, his reluctance to track back at times against a side I'm, like I'm with Heath in the chat. He says he's too easy to read for defenders. And if if you look at set maximum, I know he'll have a great game and then have uh, a lot of awful games. But you you look at a lot, his last two games. Um, he came up against not Damien but Declan Rice. Um, <laughs> uh, he came up against Declan Rice and he came up against somebody uh, for Leeds. Uh, and he 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 has a similar stance to Pepe on the on that the step overs and trying to like you know shimmy past uh, and, and create an opening. Um, Defenders, when they look at Pepe, just stand and wait and look at his left foot and wait for the ball to go on his left foot and take it off him. Um, uh, and I just, I just think he's so easy to read. Do you not agree or do you disagree, Dan? 
I think he started to use his right foot more, which is, I think, why he's starting to improve, because he is a little bit more unpredictable. Um, he still needs to do it more and definitely needs to improve. I think you've only got to look at the West Ham game away last year. Um, I think the cross that came in was with his right foot. Um, if he's willing to do that and work on that side, I think he will improve. And I think it's helped him play on both sides as well. He's not just played as a right winger, he's played on the left. Um, that helps him a little bit because he's more comfortable on his left foot. But then when he comes inside, he has to use his right foot. Um, and if you've got Tierney overlapping and you've got a, you're a left winger, you are going to cut inside. So I think that's helped him a bit as well. Um, but yeah, I think I think people are a little bit too harsh on him at times. Let's be honest, he's got a lot of, a lot of uh, room to improve and I think he needs to improve. But I don't think he's as bad as people say. Um, a lot of rival fans that I speak to have actually said he's one of the most dangerous players in the squad because... As much as he's not consistent, he's got the talent and the ability to pull it out at times. He just needs to be more consistent. A defeat uh, against Arsenal for Man City uh, would become the first reigning champion since Blackburn Rovers in '95, '96 to to lose their opening, uh, to lose two of their opening three uh, Premier League fixtures. Um, but you know they haven't lost two of their opening three league fixtures since 2004 2005 uh, Guardiola has lost uh, as um has won his last two home games 5-0 uh you know Tony there's there's some positives there's some omens there's some negatives but could it be as bad as a 5-0 uh, yeah I think quite comfortably um, as 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 we allude to Time and time again, it all depends which Arsenal turns up. Yeah, you know, and it's it's a guessing game. It's a lottery. Um, if City turn up and uh, and sort of turn up and produce what they what we know they can do, and we we turn up half-hearted, luckluster, not you know, not an idea, then it could be embarrassing. But unfortunately for us, over the last few years, we just don't know what Arsenal's going to turn up. Um, you know, we we've shocked teams before. I do get the argument now, I think we are more of a cup side, um, which is why um, results against the likes of Chelsea United in recent uh, and City in recent years has, we've got those results because we set up as a cup team, whereas in the league we don't seem to set up in the same way. Me personally, like I say, I would go five at the back tomorrow, I would set up as if it was a cup competition, um, try and hit them on the break if possible, uh, and just try and nullify it's hard to nullify City because they've got so many options and so many, um, you know, ammunition. But we've just got to try and be as resolute and, and, and stand up to the task tomorrow. Um, whether we do, that remains to be seen, mate. Mm. Mm. Uh, Dan, what are you expecting then? Is it going to be as bad as... Uh, and listen, I'm not trying to be downbeat, but this is where we are at this very moment in time. You know, we, we've had a great oh, result on Wednesday <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, I'm not being negative. You know, I, I'm trying, I'm trying to be uh, a, a little bit positive, but I'm also trying to be uh, realistic. You know, we're we're up against the champions. We're not at that level. We're, I, I, I don't think we're even in contention for the top four. Looking at the four that you would expect to be in the in in, in the top four, uh, challenging for the top six is where we are at the moment. We're on Project Youth. Uh, with Arteta or whoever, if anybody comes after him, will still be on Project Youth because that is the 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 route we're going. Um, what what are you expecting out of tomorrow, then, um, Dan? And then we'll uh, just briefly look at what we're expecting for the transfer window and wrap up soon. To be fair, I'm always going to be a little bit more positive. I, I think, as a fan, you're always hoping for something a bit more. Um, we know with this team how inconsistent they are and that they can, on their day, pull out a result. So, hoping for a win. Let's be honest, as we said, against against City recently, we've we've not even scored a goal, barely. Um, I think we've improved against City. We went for a run where we lost 3-0 every game. Um, we didn't put any commitment into the game at all. You know, the, the players wasn't there. A lot of it towards the end of, of Wenger's reign and then couple of games um i remember being at, at home to city when it was snowing sort of december time and fans barely turned up players definitely didn't that, turn that, up that was that was the start of the rot wasn't it yeah um 
City are a top side. Let's be honest. That against any top side, at times you can be opened up. So I'm hoping that we don't open up too much. Um, and what I expect is at least a performance from the players, a bit of commitment, closing people down. That's that's the minimum you expect from your team. Um, result can go any direction. Um, expectation is always everyone's going to say City are huge favourites. Of course they are, reigning champions the amount of talent in their side, but is it a good time to play City? They haven't got a striker. Depends if he has his plays, but without a striker, best player in De Bruyne missing. Um, Foden not there. Maybe. Maybe it's a good time. Start of the season, not every side is up to speed. Um, yeah, if we put in a good performance, you never know. Of course, we're not expecting a, a win, but you never know. Let's be hopeful. Uh, people in the chat are also agreeing with you, saying that they want a performance. Mems come along and said uh, he's, uh, you know, hoping for a draw. Uh, uh, positive Mel, uh, she is um, uh, thinking we're going to beat City tomorrow. Well done, Mel. I I hope you're right because it's a bloody long way there and back, four hundred and whatever miles. It's going to be round trip. Um, transfer window wise, Tony on on on. on um, a wind down of this this one uh are you happy with the work we've done um and where do you think we need to strengthen before tuesday it's, yeah i'm actually quite su um, surprisingly happy with with the players we've brought in in terms of i like the the profile of the players we're signing there is a couple of question marks you know for me ramsdale at 24 million i'm thinking you know, I'm not so sure he wouldn't necessarily have been my first choice. At, but, you know, after what I see Wednesday, I'm hoping he, you know, he's another player that can prove me wrong. Um, you know, I'm going to sit there and back him. I, 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 yeah, I really do. I do like the, the, the profile of the players that we're signing. Um, got no problems with the money, but it's not enough. You know, let's let's be realistic. Let's, let's speak facts. Yes, the players we brought in are okay. Tavares again is another one I like. Lukonga I really like. I think he's potentially going to be great, but it's not enough right now. We need. I still think we're crying out. Dan Dan's already um, alluded to it again in the earlier on in one of his comments that we're, we're crying out for a right back. I think a right back is more crucial than another midfielder. Um, I think that the striking options. Again, it depends which Abamyang and Lacazette turn up this season because it doesn't look like they're going anywhere now. Um, if if Aubameyang's attitude and movement and and whatever else is is the same as Wednesday, then I've got no problem with him staying. But again, it depends which Aubameyang's going to turn up. Um, for me, if we're going to sign one more player this window, I would love it to be a right back because I just think that will help the way we play, the game plan, the style. Um, again, is it going to win us the league or get us top four? I don't think so this season, but that's not our aim. I think, like you've already said, that the top four is pretty much sewn up. The likes of us, you know, that lot down the road, Everton, West Ham, Leicester, I think are all vying for fifth place is, is the best you can hope for. Um, so, yeah, yeah, a right back for me is an absolute must. Look, I'll keep hearing rumours rumors about uh, Calvert-Lewin. I'd love Calvert-Lewin. I think the way we play oh, with that now, he, he would be, but let's be realistic, can anyone see that happening? It already looks like Everton are going to lose um, Moyes Keane and, and uh, Richarlison. They're not going to lose Calvert-Lewin as well. Uh, it's a bit of a pipe dream. It's one that I'd love to happen, but it's not going to happen. And, you know, if we had to look for do, a time... The only way we get Calvert-Lewin is if um, either Lacazette or Aubameyang go. And at this moment in time, I don't think it's see, I can't see Everton selling him, you know, unless it's a stupid offer or, or we could somehow say to Everton, look, there's, a, there's an Enketier, there's a Nelson, you know, we'll even give you William for free. Um, but realistically, we're not going to sign him. It's one that I'd love to happen, but it's not going to. The other ones I've looked at, mate, is Icardi. I think Icardi's a top, top player. For um, how much game time he's going to get, I don't know. I think he would be a top player for us. And also that Jokovic at Real Madrid. When he was at, um, was it Frankfurt, you know, a couple of years ago, he was quality and he's the type of player that we need. Um, but yeah, I, I can't see Aubameyang and Lacazette going, mate, now. I think it's too late in the window. Um, I think that if we was going to sell them, that would have happened a couple of weeks ago. Um, unless uh, an astronomical um, fee comes in for one of those two, I can't see us selling them. So a uh, right back, and then uh, we move on.
Dan, um, your your view on on the transfer window? We we've touched on Calvert Lewin, Memas about Bamford, uh, you know, and, and and some of the other names that uh, Tony mentioned. Would you take Bamford? No, not for me. Um, Given type of striker than the, what we need. I think he's he's done well in the Premier League, but he's a, he's a mid table striker. Um, I do think we need a striker and a right back. I think they're the, the two priorities for us. I don't believe that the club hasn't got a contingency in place where Aubameyang or Lacazette to leave. But yeah, the likelihood of them leaving. It's do we get a decent offer? In which case, yeah, sell them on. But I think I'm relatively happy in a, in a way with a window that I think we've seen a change of strategy from the board. Um, and I think they're running the club more towards the way that a club should be run. I think we're not afraid of spending money on fees as long as we don't overpay for a player. Um, you can argue 50 million for Ben White, but it's a different story. But I think as a club, we're now looking to say we need to keep operating costs lower, lower the wages, but younger players that hold their value all will increase in value. And if we want to sell them, we will re regain the fees and be able to reinvest. Or if they don't sign a contract, two years from the end, say, right, that's it, you're off, sign a contract or, or we sell you, reinvest the funds again. Um, and that only happens when you're buying players around 23, 24, as opposed to the likes of a William or or someone like that. Um, I know we didn't buy William, but that sort of player. Um, I don't know, Ronaldo at 36, let's be honest, he's not got a resale value after a couple of years. So from that respect, I think good. Mm. Go on, um, sorry. That's all right. But yeah, I think also from from a squad perspective, we've balanced the squad more. We've got players as backup now. What we haven't done is really improved the first team squad. I think there was a comment that said that. Um, fully agree. I think that's the next the next route now. We've got young players coming through from the academy. Um, I think Halen's been great in what it's produced in the last few years. We have a half decent level squad. Now we need to improve the first team. That will come, in my opinion, the direction they're going is a young squad with a coach rather than a manager. I think that's the whole basis of having Mikel there is that he's going to coach the young players, bring them through and improve what's there as opposed to a manager that's going to go out and spend 300 million like Conte and, and, and get the, you know, go and win a title in the season. Um, it's a longer term plan. I know everyone says about the process and it's it's a bit of a, Know, sort of conflicting idea now everyone about do you trust the process is what's the process is there a pattern of play etc there's lots of arguments from Mikel but you know you, you know on the on that one though that we can clearly see from this transfer window what the process is the the, the process the project whatever you want it is project youth it, it is bringing in cheaper younger players um, Odegaard is a perfect example of that you know he's a, a really 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 highly thought of player internationally around the world um he didn't excite me as a signing I I did say that to, to you guys um only because i thought he was he was okay uh last season we played for a sudden loan but I, I think if we improve him even marginally we'll get our money back and some uh and, 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 uh, yeah i think he's a, a well, great I, sign. i mean compare compare him to madison you can argue who you think is a better player but 70 million for madison what it's been quoted. I don't know if that's if that's true or not, but is Odegaard forty one million pounds less of a player than Madison? No, I don't think he is nowhere near. No, he's not. Um, that forty one million can be invested in many many other areas of the squad. Um, for me, people are underestimating Odegaard. He's very young, has great potential. For me, he's a typical Wenger type signing. Um, what we like to see from him is more goals. Absolutely, for, as a as a player playing in that position, you need goals. You need to support the, the, the squad and, and chip in. Um, I think he has a good effect on the squad. I think he keeps us ticking over, he keeps the ball moving. He's a creative player and he sees things that other people don't. Um, people are very, you know, 50-50 on, on Ozil towards the end. I think it's pretty much all in the same direction. But you saw when Ozil came in, the, the effect he had on the squad. I think Odegaard could be that sort of player, but hopefully maintain it for a longer period of time. Um, and also with less of an ego than than most of the superstar number tens. 
Um, yeah, I know what you mean. Maybe we've got him at the, at the beginning of the crest of his wave rather than with Ozil. We had him towards the end and, you know, as his, as I was a breaker wave more than anything else. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, right. OK, finally, um, I'll ask you, Dan, first, since you're the newbie, your prediction score for the game tomorrow. We'll go for 1-1. One, one. OK. Big T. What do you want, head or heart? You one, choose. One says one says four one, and one says two two. Right, I'll, I'll take the two two, please. <laughs> I'm not sure we'll score four. There's a surprise. <laughs> uh, uh, my 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 head says probably three nil to them. Uh, my heart and my hope. He's, uh, it's a 1-0 to the Arsenal, as I said at the start. Uh, Mike Feinberg needs a shout-out from the uh, the, uh, the uh, Guna podcast. He's just been absolutely caning us here in the chat all night uh, with all sorts of uh, English colloquialisms uh, for um, phrases from a yank. So, hello, Mike. Uh, if people haven't done a Gunas versus Cancer, uh, give some money to it. He does a lot of good work for it. Um so I've got Mel 2-1, I've got uh, Mem 1-1, Gunnar Ross 3-1 City, uh, we've got Heath, his head says 2-3, uh, um, his heart says 1-0, um, and James finishes it off by saying, uh, cheers chaps, safe journey. Uh, Dan, I hope you enjoyed your first outing on a podcast, this is your first podcast ever, isn't it? It is, yeah. For us, I know, yeah, yeah but you've For not been on yeah. anything else. No, because normally when we get a Dan on the podcast, they go on lots of different podcasts. So, you know, uh, just... Yeah, no, I've uh, <laughs> not crossed, not been on the dark side. <laughs> That's not me, Owen. That's a piss take out of Potsy. <laughs> we love Potsy. You know that. So. He's one of us. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed it, mate. Um, and hopefully uh, back again soon. T, any final words before we go? No, Dan, great meeting you and all that, mate. Good conversation. You made some great points today. Um, yeah, it's, um, it's been good having you, Ferg. What can I say, mate? Even I've uh, even I've got names wrong tonight. I, I don't know. It's, it's obviously um, you're rubbing off on me or something. <laughs> well, Friday nights generally are not a good night for me to do it. I I, I finished work, uh, went for a couple of pints, and then started on here. So yeah. Every time I speak uh, to you, that's the same routine. So Monday to Friday must be the same for you. Groundhog Day, mate. Groundhog Day. <laughs> it's a good life, mate. It's it's hard. It's hard being successful, isn't it? I don't know. Boys, you have been watching an Arsenal podcast. You have been watching an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Uh, Trev's message just unfortunately you can't make it tonight. It's too late anyway, Trev. You lost your lost lost your spot. Um, if two you like us, Trev. subscribe. <laughs> two two point Trev. He's probably on TP two. <laughs> um, if you like what we do click subscribe uh, and share it with your friends thanks very much only one last thing to say up the arse you've been listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons and Twitter at Guns and Ribbons and remember to rate and review us too.